So I want to I want to intro this idea of who is Jesus, like this new series. Why is this important? And there's this moment in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, where Jesus is walking with his disciples and his disciples are kind of questioning their following of him. And Jesus kind of overhears them and he turns around and he says, who do you say that I am? And I think like most of us, we would try to dodge the question or we would try to answer in a way that is like protected, like has a safety net under it, right? So what do the disciples start doing? The disciples start saying, well, some people say you're this and some people say you're that. And some other people say this. And Jesus goes, no, no, no. Don't try to dodge my question. I don't care what other people, he does care, but he wasn't asking what other people say he is. He was saying, who do you say that I am? And I love this moment in scripture because it's truly captivating to realize that Jesus only cares in his relationship with you about who you say that he is. You know, my relationship with Jesus is only based on who I say he is. Doesn't matter what anyone else has to say about my relationship with Jesus. Who I say Jesus is is the only thing that affects that relationship. And this is a perfect picture of that. Jesus doesn't care what church you go to. Jesus doesn't care who your parents, what your parents believe, who your parents say Jesus is. Jesus doesn't care what your friends say about who Jesus is. All he cares about for you is who you say he is. And I think this moment is kind of so striking to me because it's almost like a picture of the moment that we approach the gates of heaven. Because in that moment, we're going to be posed with the question, who do you say Jesus is? Or your life will be evaluated and God will know who you say Jesus is. And you won't be able to show your church membership card to get into heaven. You won't even be able to say, oh, I know old so-and-so that lives on uh, Gold Street just over there. They'll, they'll vouch for me. They'll get me in it. No. It will be your answer and your answer alone to one question that will determine whether you spend eternity in heaven or in hell. And when we think about it like that, when we think about that question in that frame of reference, the question, who is Jesus becomes a pretty big deal. And so I really want this series to be something that you guys take seriously, that you guys are interested in, and that you guys understand the importance of learning what the Bible says about who Jesus is. So what you just wrote on that card about who you say Jesus is, 
<clears throat> I'm going to use a big word here. It's called your personal Christology. Okay. Yeah, so like biology is the study of what? Bios, life, okay? So Christology is the study of who Christ is, okay? So Christo- your, your personal Christology is what you believe about who Jesus is, okay? That's what your personal Christology is. And so what you just wrote on that card is your personal Christology. That's what you just did. And over the next few weeks, I want you guys to open your minds. Proverbably, that's not the right word. We'll give it a, we're just, open your note card or your post-it note, what you just wrote, to what we're going to talk about in here. Because, as I said, this is not going to be what the world says about Jesus. This isn't going to be what Brian says about Jesus. Or even what Christianity says says about Jesus. Now, a lot of those things align with this, but what we're going to talk about, strictly speaking, is what the Bible, God's word, says about who Jesus is. So, we're going to go ahead and start with an easy topic, okay? I wanted to, like, kind of coast into this series So we are going to go into an area of this topic as our first, who is Jesus, with something that basically everyone agrees on. Isn't that good? What everyone agrees? Yeah? All right. So how many of you believe that Jesus was a human that lived about 2,000 years ago? Okay. He was just a human. Like he, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, Emma, if you'll put I Google search today, does the man Jesus exist? Or did the man Jesus exist? Okay? And I want you to read this, and I want you to understand exactly what this means. The bold part right there. This is literally what Google popped up whenever I searched that. It says, virtually all scholars of antiquity, basically historians, agree that a historical human Jesus existed. Okay? I want you to understand what this means. Because this isn't just saying, like, Christians believe that Jesus existed. Okay, this is literally Google telling me that 2,000 years ago, there was a man, whether he was God or whether he was just a man, that there was a man named Jesus who lived on this earth. Okay? There is no arguing that. Just like everyone agrees that ancient people like Julius Caesar... Or Cleopatra, or George Washington. I know that's a little bit closer to our time, but like Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, all these people that history tell us actually lived, we can have that same level of certainty that a human named Jesus lived on this earth. One that probably looks a lot like, you can go back to the thing, that. Okay? <clears throat> so without a shadow of a doubt, We can know that a man named Jesus lived on this earth. And that's important. And I I don't want to, like, it it may not make, it may not feel that important right now. 
But how many of you guys have ever put together a puzzle? Like all of us? Okay. Even if it's like a floor puzzle when we were like four and it had like six pieces and you felt accomplished. Like we've all put together a puzzle. How many of you guys start with the edge? Okay. How many of you guys are serial killers? Because if you don't start with the edge, you're a serial killer. Okay. No. Okay. Seriously. How many of you don't start with the edge? You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. No. Okay. So... When you finish the edge of the puzzle, does it look like the puzzle? Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Are you kidding me? It looks like the edge of the puzzle. What? <laughs> okay. It literally has nothing. But you feel like you accomplished something, right? Because you know that what you just built is going to make what you're eventually going to build. It's going to make it easier, right? So what I'm doing right now is I'm making the frame. So whenever I try to prove to you guys that Jesus was actually a human, you may be like, okay. But trust me, I'm making a frame that is going to make a beautiful picture later, okay? So stick with me. <coughs> I want, I, but I want you guys to understand this. What I want you to take out of tonight, two things right here. Look at me. If you take nothing else from tonight, two things. One, Jesus existed, period. Two, Jesus was a human, okay? Now that may sound weird, but it may, you're going to get, we're making the frame, okay? It doesn't make sense. The frame doesn't make sense right now, but we'll get there. Now, just because historical scholars all agree that Jesus existed and Jesus was a human is not good enough for me. Would you like to know why? Yes. Well, I'll tell you, Ben. I'll tell you why it's not good enough for me. Because in coming weeks, I am going to have to try to prove things that historical scholars say are not true. Okay? So the historical scholars are not going to be my source for the fact that Jesus was a human that existed tonight. Although it's nice to know they agree with me for once. So what I want throughout this whole series is all of my proof, all of my references, all of my resources to come from one place and one place alone. The Bible, not my beliefs. The Bible. I do believe in the Bible. You're right. But I want it to all come from the Bible. Okay. My beliefs are the Bible, so you're kind of right. But I want it to, like if I were writing a paper, how many of you guys write papers in school and you have to like cite other books that you get stuff out of? Okay, literally for this whole series, <coughs> I want my citation page at the end to be one thing, the Bible. Okay, so I want all my proof to come from the Bible. So the first thing I want to tell you guys how many of you guys, this is not, I, I'm not even going to make you raise your hand. I'm just going to say this. If you do not have a Bible, please come see me after. That's awesome. Do you read them both at the same time? One in each hand? Okay. No, listen. Listen. I don't care about how many Bibles you own. I own 12. Okay. Not that it's a competition. No, listen. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't think I own 12 Bibles. I might. But listen, if you do not have a Bible, 
Please come see me afterwards. I want to give you a Bible. Okay? I want to give you a Bible so that as we study this, and I want you guys, I know you don't have it tonight, but I want you guys as we study this, who is Jesus? Bring a notebook or some paper and a pencil or a pen. And as I say things, because I'm going to fly through some of this stuff, and I'm going to say like Luke 2.13, for example, you're going to be like, I don't know what that says. Okay? I want you to write it down. Use the Bible that either I give you or you already have. And I want you to go home and look at it and say like, hey, this really does prove what Brian was saying. Okay? Like, that's my citation page. (coughs) So... If you don't have a Bible, come see me afterwards. I will give you a Bible. And I want you to do your research on your own after we talk on Wednesday nights for the next few weeks. And go home and look at these things I'm saying from the Bible to check me and make sure what I'm saying is actually in the Bible. Okay, we're on a team here. So, since the fact that Jesus the man, the human, is universally agreed upon... That he existed and lived on this earth. I'm not going to spend an hour trying to prove to you that he did. But I want to give you biblical proof that the man Jesus existed. So I want to look at four ways real quick. And I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to fly through these so that we can get done by 730. Hey, up here. Four ways that the Bible shows us Jesus was a human man. First. He was born. Okay. Brilliant, right? Okay. Jesus was born and Jesus, listen, these are, these are the same thing. Jesus was born and Jesus has a family tree. And that may sound crazy. Listen, listen to me. Let me get through this. If you start at the very beginning of the New Testament, the first book of the New Testament is Matthew. If you start at the beginning of Matthew, the first chapter is a bunch of names. And it says, so-and-so was the father of so-and-so, who was the father of so-and-so. And it literally goes down all these names, and it ends with Jesus. Okay, we literally see Jesus' family tree in the book of Matthew. And this is important. Like, it feels kind of dull to read genealogy, which is what that's called, but it has a lot of meaning. Some of this meaning we'll be looking at in the coming weeks, because it means other things other than he's just a human. But ultimately... It shows us that Jesus had a family tree just like we do, right? We have moms, grandparents, cousins, etc. Right? We have a family tree. If God wanted to, he could literally just make himself appear on earth. Right? God could literally just manifest a being on earth if he wanted to that didn't have a family tree. He could do that. He's God. But the genealogy of Jesus shows us that Jesus was human. That's what it shows us. Not to mention something we just celebrated a couple weeks ago. It's kind of a big deal called Christmas where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. All right? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen some pretty ugly babies in my life. Okay? Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I've seen some pretty ugly babies in my life. 
but none of them have ever caused me to question if they were human. Now, some got close. Some got close. But I've never seen a baby so ugly that I was like, is that thing even human? Okay. So we can all understand. I'll I'll hear it in a second, okay? We can all understand that being born is something that is distinctly human, okay? Like, well, animal. Yeah, I mean, okay. So Jesus, we're animals, okay? Like, I'm trying to prove that Jesus was a human, okay? Don't, Don't argue me on this. So, I want to tell you one more thing real quick. And we'll move out of point number one and into point number two. Okay? Shh, listen to me. I'm going quick, so stay with me so you can understand what I'm saying. Each of the Gospels, there's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, okay? Each one of them shows us something different about who Jesus is. It reveals something to us. The book of Luke, where we get the Christmas story from. Yeah, okay, so let me tell you something about Luke. First of all, the book of Luke proves the humanity of Jesus, okay? That's what the book's really, its underlying theme is. Two, it's interesting because Luke was not one of the disciples. What was Luke? Luke was a physician. Luke was a doctor. He knew all about what made people human and what, how humans worked. And Luke writes about the humanity of Jesus. It's proof that Jesus was a human. Okay? Look at Luke 2, 7. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. Okay, Jesus, the Bible tells us Jesus is human. Okay, so that's one. Jesus was born. He has a family tree. Two, second way the Bible shows us that Jesus is a human. Jesus had a body, a physical body. Okay, like these are basic things. But I need you guys to see this and understand that the Bible shows this. Um, Again, Luke 2. Right after it talks about Jesus' birth, at the end of the chapter it says... Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor of God and man. Guys, (laughs) Jesus grew sounds like the most duh statement of the Bible, but it's significant to Luke. So significant that he wrote it in the Bible because it proves that he's a human. Humans grow when they're kids, right? Like humans grow. They learn stuff. They grow in wisdom. They grow in knowledge. They grow in stature. Jesus Luke is trying to paint the picture that Jesus is a human. That's what he's trying to do here. Because Jesus having a physical, normal, functioning, and growing body is key to the fact that he's a human. And if we look towards the end of the Gospels, all four of them, when we see Jesus crucified on the cross, it talks about they put a crown of thorns on his what? His head. He had a head. Okay. They whipped his. Okay. He had a back. They pierced his. Side, okay, ribcage, side. Yeah, they did pierce his ribcage, but it's a side. <clears throat> Again, these things individually seem small, but they all work together to reveal the fact that Jesus had a physical body. Okay, so one, the Bible shows us that Jesus was born and had a family. Two, it shows us that he had a physical body. Three, the Bible shows us that Jesus had emotions and feelings. Okay, one of the most famous verses in the Bible, because it's the shortest. Is Jesus wept. Okay. When you do a memory challenge. That's the first one you should go for. Because it's the easiest one to memorize. Jesus wept. Okay. No. 
But here's the thing. A lot of people memorize it for like Bible scripture memory challenges. They're like, oh, Jesus wept. I can remember that. But it's so powerful because it shows us that Jesus wept. He cried. He had emotions. He had feelings. He felt pain. He felt suffering. Not just physically, but emotionally. Yeah, and mentally. Fast forward to Jesus when he's praying to God right before he's arrested and about to be crucified. Luke 22, again, the book of Luke 22, it tells us that Jesus was praying and he was in anguish. Like, he was in anguish, okay? He was having severe anxiety about what was about to happen to him. And it says that his sweat was like blood. Literally, that's a medical condition where you can be so stressed out that you start sweating blood. Okay, literally what made him human is pointed out here by Luke, that he's sweating blood. And then he prays to God, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will. Jesus had a will. He had the desires. He had feelings. He had emotions. Jesus experienced all these things that we experience, proving he's human. So one, Jesus was born, had a family. Two, he had a physical body. Three, he had emotions and feelings. And fourth, how do we know the Bible tells us that Jesus was a man? Jesus said he was a man. How about that, right? <clears throat> John eight forty, Jesus says, But now you seek to kill me, a man, who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Okay. Now, through the course of his life and through the course of human history, Jesus has been accused of a lot of things. But no one argues, no one was arguing with him at this moment that he was a human man. They were saying that you're not the son of God, you're not the Messiah. No one was going, you're not a human, you're an alien. No one was doing that. But yet Jesus felt it important to state for the record in the Bible that he is a man. It's important. It means something. I told you guys earlier, the fact that Jesus is a man is not something groundbreaking. Literally, history knows that Jesus was a man. Almost everyone in the world would agree that Jesus is a man, was a man, lived on this earth, okay? But we have to know that there's biblical proof that shows Jesus was a man. He was a human. And like I said, you may be leaving here going, I came to church to learn that Jesus was a human. That's, that was the biggest waste of my life ever. Trust me, I'm building the frame. Okay? I'm building the frame. Because it is important for us to realize and understand that Jesus was a human. Before we look at anything else Jesus was. So we're going to end there tonight. I'm going to pray for you guys. And next week we're going to look at another aspect of who Jesus is. Let me pray for you guys. God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for your son Jesus. I thank you so much for our ability to learn and understand and know him and know who he is. And I pray that you would just help us to all uh, just strengthen our Christology our understanding of who Jesus is. I pray that you would just give us the ability to continue to learn as we walk through this series and to understand and to have open minds about who he is. 
God, we love you. We thank you for all that you do for us. And we pray that you would just bless us as we go from this place. Pray all this in Jesus' name.